We strive. And you think, don't you deserve something? But you don't. I am here to help change the fitness industry. So I basically lived in a cave for 60 days. Over 420 pounds to the lightest I got was 209. Bill McCullough, Vice President of Creative for uh, the NFL. Entrepreneurs are selfish at the best of times. How far can my talent take me? Prepare to be inspired. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one, zero. Kevin Michael Martin, my guy. Uh, so I used to watch The Last Ship a lot, still do, because I haven't finished it yet. Sorry, um, it's an incredible show. My whole family watches it, friends that watch it. It's on TNT. And there was always this redheaded guy, and he kind of went from being a little kid in the show to being like a grown, straight-up Navy SEAL. And I ended up, you know, through a, through an acquaintance meeting him, got him on the podcast. This is Kevin Michael Martin. This is his story. This is his life. He's such an incredible guy, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. It probably sounds yeah. as, as good as it looks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it look, that's the cool thing is it looks It good. is fucking sick, <laughs> dude. Good. I love the color. It's yeah. tight. Yeah, no, so I'm pumped about that. Um, all right, so here with uh, Kevin Michael Martin. Um, why don't you, uh, you know, give us your name and then – all right, I just gave your name. I'm so bad at this already. No, dude, don't but, worry about it. Let's hear uh, – what do you do for what do you do for a living? How would you describe like uh, your life and things, kind of things you do? So I'm a professional actor. Nice. It's funny actually. I, <laughs> my fiance and I took her vacuum into a, a mop, mom and pop shop in in uh, in town last week, and this guy's been around for 40 years. He goes, "What do you do?" And I go, "I'm an actor." He goes, "Are you really though?" And I was like, actually, I am. I, you know, I just wrapped up a show. So it's funny to have that stigma in LA. Oh yeah. Everybody's an yeah. actor, and everyone's got a side gig. But I've been very lucky for the past, I'd say, seven years to 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 be an actor full time. And that's what I do. I guess you could call me a professional entertainer and yeah, an absolutely. investor of sorts on the side. I mean, and adding that professional title, I feel like when you say you're a professional actor, it sounds better because most people will just say they're an actor and they're usually right. not like they, they're usually kind of starting off you know obviously respect to that grind that's right. a whole other thing but i mean i being able to say you definitely are a professional actor i mean you've been you know i knew who you were when i was told about you so, uh, i appreciate like, that you know. that's funny um so yeah so kevin michael martin here from the last ship i uh, definitely i found out i'm two seasons behind not one no so way I was like, Fuck. So I started watching it and I was like, yes, can't wait. I'm about to die. Because it's one of those shows that like I don't, if there's a new episode, I don't watch it. Right. As soon as that whole season's out, I'm like, I'm calling in work. I'm like, I can't come in today. (laughs) I'm just like, dude, like I love that show, man. I'm I'm having my girlfriend start it uh, tonight actually. So we're going to do a little binge on it season one. Oh, there you go. Um, So we'll get to see. You look so young in that first season, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, not only was I 24 or 25 when I got the show. But they made me buzz my head. Yeah, and so, you, you usually never have done that? Um, I had my head buzzed when I was a kid, and yeah. I liked it. But uh, until that point, no, I hadn't done it since. And they, my agents called me. They said, listen, when you get this role, they're going to make you buzz your head. I said, that's fine. I just wanted to work. I said, no, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go back to waiting tables or something. But no, they, uh, they made me buzz my head, and I was fine with it. And actually, so you're on season three now. Season four is when... Just start, wait... Just started season four. Season four. Yeah, so I got started. a lot bigger. Yeah. They let me grow out the beard. And that's kind of when I, I got to look somewhat close in age compared yeah. to the other the other tactical guys yeah. in the show. Because I started it, and I put a clip on my Instagram, but I started it, and like, I couldn't really remember 100% what you looked like because I hadn't watched it in several months. But right. Like, the first one of the first scenes, it's you with like a um, like a do rag on. You got this beard, and you're like, oh, right. here. I'm just like, holy, <laughs> shit. this guy's like, like a grown ass man. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's tough because the other guys in the show, you know, most of them are good six, seven well, years older than me. Yeah, and they're like, and they're like grizzly, like these adults, dudes. They're like, they're gorgeous looking, yeah. big. But what's that one guy that you? It's like Sidey, the blonde guy that's like a main. Oh, Travis Van Winkle, yeah, yeah. Danny Green. Yeah, just a beautiful man. Whenever we go out <laughs> together, the women just the way they stare at him. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, I'm I'm here too, but they don't realize it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got the call from the creator of the show about three months before starting to film season four. He goes, Hey, you guys are gonna be, you know kind of like Navy SEALs, yeah. undercover, I want you guys to grow beards. Okay. And I was so stoked for it. And then That's I decided, awesome, I was like, all right, I'm going to put on the weight. And so I, I put on 
18 pounds for the show. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, uh, that's perfect. I was gonna ask you, what was your training regimen like? Did you, because I, I had just watched this episode, so it came to mind when I was at the gym this morning. Like, right. what, what, were you always working out for the show? Was it like this? Season four, you were like, I'm going to bulk up? Or, like, did they not care before? What was the whole thing? Uh, no, they, they didn't really care. <clears throat> and I took it upon myself to put on the weight every season. But mm-hmm. it wasn't to the level that I reached in season four. Yeah. And in season two, I was getting heart palpitations. Extremely uh, the, bad. Oh, just oh, from yeah. the, the weight fluctuations. Oh, gotcha. To the point where my heart was skipping a beat about 70 times a day. And I had to go in, and they plugged me up to all these heart monitors. And I had them during basketball seasons uh, in high school. Yeah. So I was prone to them. But this was a, an entirely different yeah. degree of intensity. So the the doctor, he looked at he looked at the levels that my heart was, was beating and how it was skipping beats. He goes, you got to stop fluctuating weight. Yeah. So in season three, I didn't really fluctuate as much. Mm-hmm. And then in season four, I suppose I just kind of went against doctor's orders and yeah. I, I revved it up again. Nice. But I did a kind of, I made a smoother transition. I ate healthier. It just um, like made your life better. Yeah, there yeah. were better life choices. Yeah. And the heart palpitations were sort of kept at bay. Yeah. But that was the biggest weight jump, ironically, I'd ever done. I yeah. went up 18 pounds in three months. Wait, so... When you were having those heart, whatever that P word is. The palpitations, uh, yeah. I was not going to get it right. Um, was, what do you mean you were fluctuating weight so much? Like, would you just gain a ton of weight for the show and then just And then I'd shed it. Down? Yeah, Got because you. originally, before the show happened, I was a comedic actor. Okay. So being a big ripped, you know, and I use this this adjective loosely, studly guy. <laughs> you know, I was a comedic guy. And yeah. thin, skinny is yeah. funny. And so... Whenever the show was done after six or seven months of shooting, for the four or five months of hiatus, I'd lose the weight. Yeah. And so I would drastically gain and lose weight. Like how many pounds are we talking? Um, I'd probably fluctuate only I'd say eight, ten, eleven pounds. Okay. And that's that even that like was able to push your heart in that direction? It was because I would do it so drastically. Gotcha. Okay. I would do it in a month and a half and then I'd lose it in like four weeks. Got, oh, I would gotcha. stop working yeah. out. I'd cut my diet in half. I'd only run. Yeah. And my body was just having a hard time yeah. grasping with it. And so when season four came, I don't know, my body just must have been conditioned yeah. to handle it's it. Like, let's, you know what? Screw it. You know, yeah. it was, it, it felt so good to be that big. But, you know, the... The troubling part of it all was I had turned 30 right when the show was was wrapping up yeah. and my body didn't want, want to lose the weight yeah. as easily as, as it had before. So I had to hire one of Travis Van Winkle's friends to be my nutritionist right. for three months because I just couldn't shed the weight. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like for me, like I always... I always say how easy it would be because I've, I've had like a borderline six pack for like 12 years. Right. Like it's, it's like right there. I can do right. all the ab exercises, all the buff guys can, but like I just, the nutrition is such a hard thing for me. And I'm always like, like a douche. I'm always like, yeah, I could easily get a six pack if I really wanted to. Right. And it's like, well, where, why haven't I done it in 12 years? Right. <laughs> like, why is it's like, so it's difficult nutri- to get it it's back. Nutrition. It's hard. It is nutrition yeah. and it's diligence. And yeah. I mean, I ate healthy for two months straight, but God, I wanted some ice cream and some yeah. chocolate chips and all this stuff. I'm currently cutting fries out of my diet and cookies Good for and all you. that stuff. It's hard, man. I love but you fries. feel better. You have a lot more energy. You feel so much better. Yeah. And what's crazy, actually, and I love how we're talking about fitness because, like, this is like not a fitness podcast, but like I like to have every element of each episode touch on fitness for a sec. Sure. Perfect. But uh, no, I um, I, uh, I I didn't sleep very much last night. I had an early call this morning, and I was interviewing a guy last week who was like a personal trainer. He's talking about how middle of the day he'll go work out and that'll be like his caffeine. Like that'll be like what he does because he goes so hard in the gym. Right. And today I started doing like lots of circuit training and busting my ass and I feel really good right now. And I didn't get any sleep. And I was like, dude, perfect. They say it releases testosterone and, and, you know, it's it's a good positive impact on your body. Yeah. And ironically, I I don't do it during the morning or during the afternoon. I usually, you know, work out at night with my fiance when she, she gets home from the office. Yeah. But... You know, when I was training for the show, I do two a days. Yeah. And when I would get up in the morning and work out, I would feel a lot better. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's you get into a routine after a while. You yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that first good. like week is just like. Oh, it burns you so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's it rough. burns. I got, 
I got really sick right before Christmas and so I went home and I didn't work out for two weeks and I came back to LA and I started working out and the first week I was just like, I hate my life. Yeah. But then the yeah. second week you're like, you, you know, the muscle memory is implemented yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm good, yeah, yeah. All right. Wait, so for the show, like for anyone listening that happens to be like an aspiring actor or something like that, like sure. what do they, did they tell you like you need to look like this or like th- was there no workout regimen? They were just like, you're probably going to stay at your same weight-ish? Or? No, there was no workout regimen for me. I mean, I was sort of the baby on the show and I was the youngest lead of the show. Yeah. So they kind of enjoyed the role that I fit into the storyline. They're kind of like, let's let him do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't really request that of me. I kind of took my own personal, personal initiative to do that. And I'm happy I did yeah. um, because the main goal the creator discussed with me when I first got the role was, you know, if we have success with this show, you know, we want to see this role grow from, you know, a, a young man to like a Navy SEAL. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, and so that cool. that was kind of the overall objective and the trajectory of the, the show over the course of the five years. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, all right, I should put my glasses. I can't even see this right now. No worries. Um, so have you have you always wanted to be an actor like when you were growing up? Like, is that was that kind of like your like the thing you wanted to do? Did you want to be like a fireman? Like, what was like the the spiel for you? No, I was too big of a wuss to be a fireman growing up. So I would definitely say I wanted to be an actor since yeah, since I was probably 10, 11 years old. It was always kind of the the end game for me was to be a performer. Was it like feasible? Because I mean, I always wanted to be an actor as a kid. Right. But like, didn't, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't even use the word want. Actually, I would use the word want. Like, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. That'd be cool. Right. But like, I never did plays or anything. So was it like something where you would do plays and you would commit yourself to different roles and try and like progress your career like that, even at an early age? Or was it like, I want to do that. And then you're just like, I'm going to do it. No, I, I did plays at an early mm-hmm. age. I started doing plays at 12 years old. And then for six years, I mean, through high school, I was doing plays around the Chicago area because mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. And I was starring in shows yeah. in high school pretty heavily. Yeah. So that kind of set up a base for me to start to look at performing arts colleges, even yeah. though my, my dad at that time was a little hesitant because he was he was an attorney. So he didn't really understand that world. Yeah. But yeah, I did plays. I did musicals. It was a big part of my life. And in fact, it was kind of the turning point in the relationship between me and my father because I gave up sports. I gave up track, cross country, golf, and basketball midway through high school because I said, if I want to take this pursuit of acting seriously, you know, I I need to shed the weight of, you know, being an athlete and I need to give all my time into doing performance. And obviously it worked out. I mean, it's a... Unfortunate how many people will, you know, commit their entire lives to it and just never pans out. And do you, do you feel like you got lucky with the opportunity? I mean, obviously you had earned that role, but do you feel like could that role have just never presented itself even though you had put all that work in? Or do you feel like, you know what, I did everything I needed to do. I knew I was going to get this role. I knew I was going to get a role like this. Or how do you feel like that? No, it, you know what? It's, a li- it's, it's perseverance, timing, and luck. And I'll tell you why. I did a big high profile pilot for Fox and a pilot basically means they're going to shoot a presentation and they're going to show it to the network and they're yeah. going to show it to the studio. And if it, if they're fans of it, you're going to series, you're going yeah. to be on TV. And it was a, it was a big show talked about at that time and it never went to series. Okay. And I went nine months without working. And I remember the audition came in for the last ship and my agents didn't want me to do it. Yeah. Because it was a small role. Yeah. And my manager at the, the time, he said, you know, Kevin needs this. Let's do this. And when I found out Michael Bay was the executive producer behind it, I, I said, forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that's so sick. You had a big force behind this show. So I thought, let me do it. And so I got the role, but the role was only contracted to, to be on air for two episodes. Yeah. And then I ended up doing every episode of the first season. And not a lot, a lot, of, not a lot of people know this, but I suppose now that the show's done and all the press is done for the show, I can be honest. In season two, I, I had a sit down with the creators of the show and I said, you know, I want to be one of the stars of this show. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make me a star of this show, I completely understand because I'm still a newcomer and I'm one yeah. of the young guys. But then I need to go and book another pilot. Yeah. I've got to go do this. And they said, you know what? We'll write you off at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. We totally understand. We wish you could stay on, but yeah. we respect your decision. That night, I got an offer 
to test. I was in the finals to test for a new pilot on CBS. I called the creator of The Last Ship and I said, listen, if you can lock me in and promise me season three, I'm, I'm going to be one of the stars of the show. I will stay with you guys and I will sacrifice this test. Baller. Baller. I got lucky. And they're just like, please say, please say yes. And my brother's in the agency world and he calls me and goes, this is so cool. You know, my boss was just talking about how you're one of the five guys going in for this role tomorrow. He goes, between you and me, you're the dark horse in this race. They want to bring you in because they like, and I'll never forget. They like your swagger for the role and it's, it's a different way you see the role, so they're going to bring you in, okay. but you are the dark horse. And like, I'm thinking, you're probably not. Probably not yeah, getting yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, 10 o'clock that night, my agents called. They go, wow, they just locked you in. Nice. So I sacrificed the audition. And what a stressful new, night, man. Oh, it was, it was a very stressful night. And I'll never forget how excited. I mean, I was almost brought to tears. I mean, I had, yeah. I had sacrificed so many years of my life to get to that point. But then there was also another risk. We were on season two. Mm-hmm. Season three wasn't greenlit yet. Yeah. So not oh, only yeah. did I not know if it was going to happen, I couldn't tell anybody. I was contractually oh, bound yeah. to, to wait for TNT to release the news. And I had yeah. to wait for four months yeah. for that news to come, to come out. And then, you know, we went another three years. Is it hard keeping that secret for that long? Like, I mean, that is what every actor works for. Yeah. It's to be a series regular on a show. And then you get there and you're like, fuck. I, you know, I got to yeah. wait another four months. Oh, that'd be rough. It was, it was yeah. really brutal at that time, but it was a great experience. I, I wouldn't sacrifice it for anything else. So you might say my hard work led me to that. Sure. And the leverage that the other audition provided me allowed, you know, me to push sort of against TNT to make me a regular, but I I can't turn around and be like, none of that was luck. Yeah. Cause the uh, luck was a big part of it. What's that phrase? It's like, Luck is when hard work and perseverance, or no, hard work and something meet or something like that. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's kinda... some, you know, great formulation of those yeah, three yeah. words, but I, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Firm I believer. Totally it just takes time. It's funny about keeping things quiet. My, my first episode I did, I don't know if it's going to be the first one. I probably shouldn't say that. I don't know how I'm going to order them. But right. They, um, <clears throat> so they got the deal with Shark Tank. And so they're going oh, yeah. yeah, so to be on Shark Tank, right? And that same day, they had an um, opportunity. They got So basically, they created sunglasses, all this stuff. Like They, they were doing pretty well before. What season were they on? Uh, probably like six or something like that. I, I, I Because I, I'm binging all of them now that I'm investing oh, in I'm, I'm doing it too. Yeah, yeah. My, my girlfriend, my fiance, God, I got to get that straight. <laughs> she comes home every night from work and I'm watching. I started season one at the beginning of last month. That's what I did too. I started last month. Really? Season one, yeah. All right. I hope, I hope you're yeah. not as far as me because it's embarrassing to say I'm nearing the end of season six. Oh, that's crazy. You're- oh, it's so hard to keep them, keep them straight now. Yeah. I mean, they're dense episodes and I'm doing the math because I'm – I'm starting to invest in startups yeah. and it's such, it's almost like a, a dark art on how to properly value oh, it's insane. startups. I, mean, I have a startup and I'm like, yeah. like we're at a one five valuation right now. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, cause these guys invested, but we right. could be worth 10 million or 40 bucks. Right. You, know, it's just, it's you like, never know. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting to watch. So when I was reading your side and I saw those guys, I was like, I think I've seen that episode. Already. No, I'm sure you have. Yeah. They were in, well, what was crazy is so when they got that up, first of all, like, I've talked to four different Shark Tank guys, and every story is just like it's the most insane day of their lives. Like it just—I like, believe all it. over the place. One guy pissed himself. Like it's just crazy. So not this Whoa. story, but like the other ones I've heard. And right. So the day they have the Shark Tank show, like you can't tell anyone you're on Shark Tank for like four or five months. Kind oh of yeah. Situation. Oh yeah. And they get a call from uh, I think it was Time Warner or no, uh, Warner Bros. Something like that. One of the biggest deals in their history. It was a million, multiple million dollar deal, and they had a, they had a call that day at like eleven, or they had to meet up at eleven, and so. They're about to go to the meeting, and Shark Tank calls and goes, hey, you guys need to be in today. And so they had to call Warner Bros. or whatever and say, hey, we can't come in today, and I can't tell you why. No way. <laughs> and it was like a multiple million-dollar deal. And they're like, what do you mean you can't tell? What are you, 10? Like, you can't. Right. He's like, he's like, we can't come in today, and I can't tell you why. That's all I could say. And so they like had to wait months before they could, like, finalize the deal and everything and they almost like ruined it and shark wow. tank shark tank your, your episode might not even air so it's kind of like right it's kind of like your same situation like right. you might not even be a season three you know and you just can't talk about it so it's like wow that's crazy man yeah. that's an awesome story yeah no no I, that first interview with, I, he was telling me some crazy stuff but um no it's crazy man like i 
oh man, like I've thought about applying for Shark Tank. It'd be the same thing. Like if I actually so got cool. it, I'd be so nervous to, I mean, not, not nervous, but I'd be so anxious to tell people. And the fact that like you've got a, a lead role on a show on TNT. Like, oh, I crazy, know. Man. It was, I remember the day it was coming out to Variety and Deadline Hollywood. And I was, it was just, you've been waiting You're for like, months. And when it came out, <laughs> in, in a way, you know, I had made it in, yeah. in, in, in some angle of, of assessing that, you know, I felt like I'd, I'd really finally landed, yeah. but nothing beats calling my mom in tears the night that my agents called me to tell me the oh, contract awesome, was going man. through. And my mom, what did she say? She goes, well, I hope you don't peak here. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, what are you saying to me? I'm only 26. I hope I don't peak here. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, fun. so what did lead role mean? Like, what were you doing in season two that season three changed? Like, what so, was the... you know, to be honest, um, not much yeah, aside yeah. from financially. Yeah. Okay, it is gotcha. a whole, it is an entirely different game. I, I don't, I know you don't want to reveal that on the episode, but I mean like, like just kind of like you're okay, okay to like, you're very comfortable kind of a thing. Like, no, you, you're beyond very comfortable. I mean, yeah. you know Money's so taboo in our society. I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like people listen. If you're on a TV show for a long amount of a time, people are going to know that you you did well. I was going to say I can just Google it right now. I feel like. Right? Yeah. I suppose you could see some kind yeah. of salary on yeah. there. Um, if I'm thinking of it in terms of percentage gain, I mean, you go up a good probably four to five times your money. Four to five? There's a mass. Yeah. That's yeah. You go up a good four yeah. to five times. Some people go up 10 times. That's it all depends on how the contracts work out. But I went up, you know, a significant yeah. amount. And that, that yeah. was really what I was looking at yeah. because I was so young and I knew the role was going to be a good base for me, yeah. but I knew the role wasn't going to make me some big mega star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the age I was at that time when the contract came in, I just thought this is a great building block. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I got a big pancreas. And that's. I didn't, I didn't realize that was you. Yeah. You, you guys probably can't see this because you're not physically they, they, they here. They, they, they definitely can't see this. <laughs> you might be able to see this if you look. If you look. Um, <laughs> we're actually having this this interview in my room, and, and my manager at the time when season two was greenlit, he, he presented me with a, a full poster size of me that's framed. Awesome. Um, of so the cool. last shit, it, so cool. it was the most meaningful full gift I, I ever received. And yeah. so, when they made me a regular, that's when I started to get into investing. Gotcha. Okay. That's when I was being given, you know, large amounts of supplemental income to kind of spread in other assets. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the best way to do it. I mean, like you look at a lot of professional athletes and they get all this money, and it's like a lot of them they end up this is gone. So the fact that yep. you were able to get that money and you were instantly like. This is cool, but like, what do I do with this money? You know, right. yeah, absolutely. That's smart. Well, yeah. a lot of the older, since I was the youngest lead on the show, a lot of the older guys who acted as mentors to me, they said, listen, you know, we didn't know how long the show, show was going to go yeah. um, at that time. And then I'll never forget Jocko Sims. The, he plays Burke okay, and yeah, 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 Eric yeah. Dane. He plays Chandler. Dane had Jocko and I over for cigars one afternoon and it was, we were on hiatus from season three and we were assuming we were going to get a season four, but we weren't, we weren't positive. Yeah. And in Hollywood, you never want to be, you know, getting (laughs) too ahead of yourself. And Eric got a call and he goes inside, he comes back out and he goes, holy shit, we just got picked up for season four or five back to back. Four and, oh, that's awesome. four and five back to back because we had a a big pay. That was, that was a big, that was a big hit. And some of the guys who play the seals on the show are the tactical guys, if you will. They said they're they're all in their mid to late thirties, and they mm-hmm. go, "Listen, when we got to around twenty nine, thirty years, mm-hmm. thirty one years old, we kind of hit a stalling point in our careers because we were too old to play the college guys anymore, but yeah. we were too old to play mid thirties." Yeah. So they said, "Kevin, prepare yourself." Mm-hmm. And so I did. I knew coming off the show there was going to be a big stall in my career for yeah. a second. So I saved. We didn't, we didn't go out and buy lavish things. Mm-hmm. You know, I invested. Yeah. I invested heavily in startups and art and cigars and the stock market. Going to take a quick skip over this because it's like about three minutes of stuff you don't care about. And we're back. So, yeah, where was the, where was the show filmed at? 
Show the show was filmed um, down in Clover Studios, right by Sony. Um, all the interiors of the ship were filmed there, and then the tactical guys. Okay. We filmed all over God's green earth. I felt like we filmed two hours north up in the mountains, like when we're kidnapped in season three. Okay. When we were filming, it was like oh, you're oh, that's crazy. Oh, uh, we were filming in 38 degree weather. We all got sick. Oh, really? We all got pretty sick after filming that sequence. Yeah, and then um, we filmed down in San Diego. Um, at the naval base, so okay. we have to film in the oh, real nice. life battleships. That's, oh, that's sick. Oh, that's it so was cool. It was incredible, man. Yeah, it was an experience I'll never forget. That's so cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I always don't realize like how much shit is just like actually just filmed in L.A. Even though like it's just like everything. Like I didn't know the office was filmed here. Like, I didn't oh yeah, that. yeah. I, didn't, I had no idea. I actually, like, I I screen tested for a comedy a year before the last ship started, and I tested in the office. That, like was, that, that it, was where the testing was? Yeah, because Greg Daniels, the creator of The Office, was making this pilot. And so I was testing okay. to be one of the leads. And he just had us in the office. It's a regular office building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, this is where they shoot The Office. It's crazy. In season four, when we go to, I think it was Greece, it's so hard to keep all five seasons yeah. straight now because it's been over a year since we shot. Yeah. But in season four in Greece, we shot it in Malibu. Oh, really? And you never know. That's crazy. Yeah, we shot it up in the hills of Malibu. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, I'm gonna be looking for. Yeah, man, see, the, yeah, see some hikers. In the yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy where the people like. It's crazy they can do all that ship stuff just in a studio and like I don't know. It's, it blows my mind. Right. Um. Do you have any current opportunities for other shows or like I mean obviously this. Um, like you kind of said, there might be like a stalling point between ages and everything like that. Right. But I mean, I mean obviously the, the last ship really set you up for potential roles in the future right so do you feel like right now you're at a good spot to get another role are you, t are you like what's the current status so it's, it's good and bad the the good is that i now have a base you know i have a good following because of the show absolutely and i've proven myself as an actor yeah pretty young in my 20s um the bad news is that the the kind of comedy image that i had mm -hmm. has since dissipated yeah. after being on an action yeah. show for five years so I've kind of had to rebrand myself. Like my brother said, he goes, you've been given an opportunity that most people in their 20s don't. You were funded by Michael Bay and TNT, yeah. you know, to kind yeah. of preserve your lifestyle for many, many years think, yeah. without being forced into a role that you don't want just for financial security. Absolutely. So I can be patient and I've been mm. patient. Um, I, did, I did an opening to... A movie likely coming to Netflix probably in a year or two. Okay. I'm in the opening of a of a horror film, and I've okay. always wanted to do that. That's sick. Yeah. So I got to do that in um in November and December, and then there is a project I did. Um, it's a it's a commercial campaign coming okay. out this year. Nice. I can't tell no what worries. it is. No um, no all I can tell is that it was three and a half hours of prosthetics. Okay. Um to do this this commercial campaign and it's really really cool i'm excited for it to come out i shot that right before thanksgiving last year so well that i'm excited to, to see that pop up on the on the screen yeah you'll yeah. you'll see it it'll, it'll be a national can you tell it's you or like um that's a really good question <laughs> like, oh, I even know. you know what you probably yeah. you'll be able to hear my voice and i'll okay. obviously release it when yeah. it when it starts to air um but to the naked eye, you probably yeah. won't be able to tell it's me. We could text you and be like, that was me. Did you see me? Yeah, did, <laughs> did you, see like, me? you see me? the show? You, there'll be three other people in the spot with me. Okay. Three amazing uh, actors and actresses in it. Um, but it's it's just a hilarious spot. I really didn't think I was going to get it because I'm still younger than the performers. Yeah. But they cast me because they thought, your voice sounds like it's grinding against asphalt. And we think that's going to be great. And nice. I said, hey, let's do it. So that those two things were really great. But throughout last year and going into this year, you know, I'm going to be selective. Yeah. There are some roles that I've had a shot at, and my brother said it best. He's actually become a great, you know, mentor to me in a way. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, don't pick a role just, just to make some money. Yeah. He goes, pick a role that's going to boost you from the next level. Gotcha. And it's really hard to do because you've been, you know, a lead of a show for five years. And shows yeah. don't usually stand for five years. Yeah. So what's going to beat that? What's, what's going to bring you up? Yeah, that's hard. Di that's difficult as someone that you know, like myself or yourself, that's like kind of aspiring and you know trying to go somewhere. It's like it's so hard to, 
to just say no to a role. It is. You know? And I feel like I feel like me, I mean, obviously you're doing it for the right reasons. I would do it. I would just say yes to pretty much everything. You know, I'd right. be like, oh, a couple couple grand, let's fucking do it. You know? Right. Yeah, so that's, that's hard to. And it's, you know, it's also yeah. tough. I'll be ramped up and I'll see my other friends working and I'm thinking, oh, I should just work because I'm an investor yeah. and I need capital to, you know, place into other investments. Yeah. But I need to always remind myself, I came out here to be an actor and yeah. you need to protect your brand. And, you know, my brother also said it best. He goes, you see guys come off shows and for the most part, you don't hear from them for a year or two yeah. or three years. It's because they're selecting what's the next best. Thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. Um, and I think we, you and I talked about we didn't address it, though, on, on the episode. Uh, what does your brother do? Because I think these so people, the yeah. the middle brother. So the middle brother, Jimmy works at ICM, which okay. is a powerhouse agency in Los Angeles. Yeah. And we, I mean, we talk shop all the time. Yeah. We talk shop all the time. And he was actually the last one out here. Mm-hmm. The baby brother followed me out here and he went to USC for directing, which okay. is like so going to be like like this, kind of running the whole. Yeah, that's that's the whole yeah. would be to, yeah. you know, kind of form form a, a production company down the line. Yeah. So we've all really balanced each other out. That's I mean, perfect. obviously, I've been the most fortunate so far. Yeah. But I also came out here first. Yeah. And there are some times those two talk me off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big time. It that's bounces awesome, out. Yeah, it's fun. Well, there you go. Do you have to create the Martin Studio someday? Right. Martin, Martin Management. I'm just throwing out names. Um, <clears throat> see, I touched on where your career goes. Um, so, what, what is it? What is it like being a um, being a, a main TV character on a like? I don't know how popular last year. But my family watched it. Friends watched it. But like, it's maybe top. 10 top 15 shows when it, when it was running is that fair maybe top 20 i don't really know how that works yeah it was one of the top summer shows yeah for for the first couple years out of the gate so how does it feel to be the main a main character on the top show in the summer like is that is that crazy? like are you walking around just like just balling out like feeling good or like People are people recognizing you? Like, are you at that level yet? Or like, what, what, where does it feel like? People do recognize me. I was humbled pretty early on when this Fox pilot didn't go. I thought I was just going to be super famous. And so I got really high on myself at a young age. I thought, well, I'm famous now. I've arrived. I'm going <laughs> to date models and this is going to be a great life for me. Yeah. And when the show didn't go to series, no one gave a shit. Yeah. No one, you know, you could care less about me. No one could care less about me, and I was humbled. And I promised myself, you know, when I reached another level, I was never gonna be, I was never gonna be a dick. Yeah. And my mom always reminded me. She goes, "I, I raised you better. Be classy. Be genuine. Be grateful. Don't be a dick." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when the show started to take off, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it got to my head, but but it can't not. Yeah, at get some to your point, head. you're like, "Wow, I'm 25 years old." Yeah. On this hit show, I mean, we were hit coming out of the gate. Yeah. And um, the great thing about living in LA is, unless you're in one of the top five shows, you know, like Lost or yeah. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. no one's really gonna bug you on the street here. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, low key, yeah. so no one, you know, people do recognize me. I've had a lot of friends from home ask me to sign autographs for their coworkers, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, weird stuff. Like I'll be at Hobby Lobby on a Friday morning with my fiance and one of the employees will grab me. She'll be like, oh my God, it's you. And I'm, you know, I'm not always on. I feel like if I were a yeah. big TV star, yeah. I'd always dress nice. Yeah, exactly. Make sure my hair, you know, was, was gelled up and ready to go. I just dress regular, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so when they recognize me, I kind of get caught off guard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but not too many times in LA. So I live a very normal lifestyle yeah. in LA. When I go home to Chicago. I was going to ask, is that That's weird? different. Yeah. That's different. When I go to Oklahoma, yeah. that's a little different. In airports, I get recognized. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was on a flight a couple months ago, I was just, I was tired. I was like half asleep. And this person... Must have been watching the episodes the whole flight going going back to L.A. Because they get up at the end of the flight and they go, I just got to ask, is your name Kevin Michael Martin? And I was like, yes. And and my girlfriend at the time started laughing. And 
this yeah. this girl was just like, oh my God, I was just watching you for four straight hours. I love the show. And then, you know, then everyone else in the plane just starts getting out and taking out their phone. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, none of y'all have any idea who I am. But you hear that she recognized like, me on the show. Does anyone know who this is? Yeah, we yeah. got to know. So yeah. there have been, there have been really great situations like that Jacko Sims and I got invited mm -hmm. by two fans in the Navy to the Naval Ball in Washington DC that's so cool that was incredible yeah so there are things like that like two girl fans two like, two okay, girls okay, yeah, yeah, yeah and they yeah. were fans and we went as their dates that's awesome that was incredible and my buddy got to fit us for the tuxes back in Chicago so there nice. are things like that that are great I'll just get recognized out of the blue yeah and a lot of people stare at me and they're like, I don't know where he's from. Yeah. And you know, like my buddy Jocko Sim says, he goes, you are going to inevitably be recognized for the next five or six years because you were on such a hit show for so long yeah, yeah. that you're just going to be it's recognized. It's not going to not happen. Yeah. yeah. And I'm totally that guy that, I won't grab you, but like, I'm really good with faces and I, I swear I've seen celebrities with their hair dyed and glasses on. I've been like, yeah. Is. And I won't, I don't usually say it, but like, it bothers me to accord and know if I'm right. I won't be like, I don't want to like see how your day's going and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm just like, I just want to know if I'm right or not. Like, right. That's, that's where I'm, I'm like, right. I swear that's pink. I swear that's pink. <laughs> like, it kills me. I saw pink on a bike one time and I was like, I was asking people, I was like, is that pink? Like that has to be pink. Right? And then once I knew it was pink, I was fine. I was like, cool. That's pink. I saw pink. Like I'm done. Like, whatever. right. But like, I just had to know. Had that's to know. how I am. Yeah. yeah. I'll be walking and I'll be yeah. like, babe, that's, that's so-and-so. Like, yeah. How do you recognize that? But I get a kick out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm I'm by no means super famous, so I love seeing famous people around. And you'd be surprised at how rare it is to spot famous people in LA. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always about. It. And when people come up to me, I'm I'm so appreciative of it. I'm so gracious yeah, yeah, about awesome. it. I love hearing that people enjoy the show. They watch the show. Yeah. You know, it's it's great when they come up to me, and they it's so, you know, it's it's often. But not often in some respects. Yeah, that it's, exactly. It yeah. never changes my life yeah. in, in a way for the bad. And if I do get back, it's just weird in Chicago or Oklahoma, fans are like, what are you doing here? Like, we think all actors live in L.A. So it takes them a second to process. Yeah. And then they just want to ask you about the show. But I've never met a fan who's been intrusive. Even even the older older woman who grabbed me in Hobby Lobby. Yeah. It was endearing. I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I feel like you're at a perfect spot. I mean, like, there's, like, the Bieber level of fame, and then there's, like, mm. the person who was, on, like, on a car commercial in a small city. Like, it's right. just, like, you know, you're at that perfect spot where it's, like, you are famous, you have been on a very famous TV show, but, like, you're not getting trampled by fans. You can live your right. life, you know? No. Like, that's a perfect spot to kind of be in. Like It's you know? it's amazing. I always yeah. thought I wanted to be famous. I really yeah. did. I ate it up. I yeah. always wanted to be famous. And then, you know, going to airports, and it's... It's not all the time, but sometimes just you see people staring at you all the time. Yeah. You're like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird that you just keep on staring at me. I'd prefer yeah. you just to come up and ask me, and maybe I'm not who you think I am. Yeah, exactly. But if yeah. I am, cool, we can chat for a second, yeah. and it's all good. So I, I would like it to stay here. I'm kind of at a point in my life, especially yeah. now that I'm engaged, where, you know, believe me, Acting is still mm -hmm. the number two thing in my life now. I mean, the love of my life is, is now the woman I'm going to marry. Yeah. But I want to have some semblance of fulfillment outside of acting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Investments. There you yeah. Go. Investments, there you, go. you know, yeah. maybe having a family down the line. So yeah. I think all of those things would be a lot easier to do if I wasn't super famous. And listen, yeah. with the way the industry is going... I mean, you have all this social media, just it's so oversaturated now. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. It's it's more difficult to be yeah. super famous now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So And well <clears throat> do you do you feel like you're less uh less driven to get a big role now that you're like pretty happy with where you're at in life? Like or do you still would you sacrifice like your nor is normal normalcy? What is what am I trying to say? Your normal life to right. to pick a really famous role. Like, would you still want to do that and then become like really famous, or are you pretty content with where you're at? And, like, maybe do another last ship kind of a vibe. Man, I you know there are some artists who are like, I can never do that. I'm all about the art. Yeah. No, you want me to be Aquaman and Aquaman too? Yeah, sure. Okay, I was, gonna, I was gonna say I was yep, like have have absolutely no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goal would be to book a sitcom. Yeah, do cool. a live audience taping once a week, yeah. you know, down the street at Warner Brothers. 
hands down. Cool. I would have no problem being famous. I feel like when I started out, the the desire, the root of the desire of being famous was to just be famous. Yeah, exactly. But now, if I'm going to be recognized for my work, yeah, mm. those those are correlated. Those those come in hand in hand, and I'm yeah. respectful of that. I I hate hearing stories. And I've, I've heard a lot of them. And listen, mm. you catch some people on a bad day. We're all human. <laughs> yeah. But I hate hearing stories of my friends or friends of friends seeing a celebrity and they ask them for an autograph or a photo mm. and the celebrity is like, no, no, no. And I'm like, listen, you signed up for that. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. care what you say. Yeah. You get paid way too much money to do, to do what you do. We get paid yeah. a lot of money to do what we do. You know, and here's the deal. Actors get paid a lot of money because it ebbs and flows. Mm. So you need to have enough finances to sustain you during the slow time. Yeah. But for the big stars, you're getting paid way too much. Oh, money. stupid amount. Stupid, stupid amount, amount of money. Yeah. yeah. So part of you making millions upon millions of dollars annually yeah. is to do that when you go out. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. I don't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. I mean, like. I understand if you know Justin Bieber doesn't sign the hundredth person's hat. Yes, but, that's but, a different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know. I mean, if, know if, you're saying. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you were to, if I'm super famous and I've got kids mm. and Paige and I are at a dinner mm. and it's us and someone interrupts our dinner, yeah, maybe I'll feel some type of way about you're like, that. Like, just let me eat. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, when you're just walking around, someone's like, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I did, I will never, ever, ever be bothered if I'm if I'm out and someone bugs me for a photo or not yeah absolutely like I might have to ask you for one of those in a sec there you go <laughs> um, so do you do you have like a fan club like, like, a, like a Twitter following or like that I mean like people that like create fake profiles for you and like all that stuff or? yeah I did have that's the only reason why I'm verified on that Instagram stuff <laughs> because I know that Instagram's tightening on the verification process mm -hmm. And I know people who have way more followers than me and they can't get verified. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And so there were fake profiles being made and so the, the publicist over at the network said, okay, we're going to get you verified. Nice. And then they've, they've yeah. stopped. Um, yeah, I've had some crazy stuff messaged to me. <laughs> Absolutely, which I know I'm, yeah. there's no way I'm good looking enough in real life for them to message me if I wasn't on a TV show. <laughs> so I know there's, there's you know intent behind why they message me. But yeah. there have been some things sent to me that they want me to sign and I sign them. There, there have been letters sent. Most of the time, it's just incredible, incredible yeah, That's things. awesome, man. Yeah. Incredible support. But that's yeah, cool. I, have, I have a decent, you know, following. You know what's great is that there was an older demographic that watched the show. That's cool. So, oh, absolutely. It's definitely like, it definitely has a huge part of it that targets that audience for sure, man. It's awesome. So the social media didn't flood in. Yeah. I thought it was cool when I passed the 10,000 mark on Instagram and I was like, cool, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah, you're good. You know, I'm, I'm good with it. If I want to go do Disney, I'm sure I'll pop up hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have a friend who's on the current season of The Bachelor right now. Oh, geez, yeah. And she... Oh, is her, her account's just like... Her account is going to surpass mine by the third episode. <laughs> yeah. And it's hilarious. You know, you eat it up, you find it fun, but yeah. I don't let... In fact, I, I probably post... I'll post career stuff mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. But what I also post is investment stuff a lot. Mm. I made an investment YouTube mini class of eight videos and it's called Get Money Right and it's teaching you how to save and invest your money mm -hmm. in the stock market because yeah. no one teaches you how to do it. So I used Instagram and Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. as an advertising vehicle Absolutely. to spread Get Money Right. There you go. That's why I like social media. But to be honest, man, it was actually right after I got engaged, I looked at my fans and I was like, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. You know, I find yeah. happiness with her, and I, I, I have found happiness in investing, and I've found happiness in acting. Mm. I don't know if I need to post all the time now. Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, I, the last time I posted was actually my last day in Oklahoma with her and her family. Gotcha, it's yeah, like yeah. the longest gap of time I've po not posted in a while, yeah. and I hope that time increases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, <clears throat> geez, we keep covering all these questions. Just kind of like. It's fluid. It's organic. Um, is there a role that you've always wanted to play? Like, is there, I mean, you said comedy, but like, what's your, I know we joked about Aquaman, but like, what's your dream role? Like, if you could cast yourself in anything, like any movie that you wanted to create, like, what would you be doing? Who would your actor be? What would that be? Man, that's a good question. You know, I was asked that three years ago during the last ship. <laughs> during the, during a, a, a press junket for the last ship, someone asked me that. I said, I can't give you an answer. 
I go, I'll tell you why. Playing Eric Miller on the last ship has been the biggest deal of my life. Yeah. And if you asked me six years ago, would I be bulking up to play this tactical soldier on a show? I'd say no. Yeah. You know, I'm a comedic guy. So I can't tell you what the dream role is because I won't know it until I'm playing it. Yeah, that's really nice. Right? Nice. I can tell you that my dream would be to be on a sitcom. Yeah. Talk about a plush life. Yeah. You got an eight to five job. Yeah. You go in, you rehearse, and then you get to perform in front of a live audience. Yeah. And a, a, an actor who started in the theater world. would be cool. It'd be a dream to me, bro. Be cool, yeah. To not have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning, <laughs> drive two hours out by the mountains, put on 80 pounds of gear, yeah. and start filming at 6 a.m., you know, a Navy SEAL scene. That's just kicking my ass. That's rough, man. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah. it was. Some of the sequences yeah. were extremely, you know, physically demanding. Yeah. So to go and, and, you know, film on a soundstage, then uh, you exactly. won't see this guy yeah. complaining. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty fine. Yeah, actually. I'll be living the dream. So that would be a dream scenario. Yeah. As for the dream role, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's you know this career is very elusive and it, mm. and it's hard to keep track of and it's hard to set expectations. Yeah, because if you fall in love with it too much, it it will suck you dry. It really mm. will. It'll leave you feeling so empty. I mean, coming off the show was such a high, and then the year of being patient and trying to find out what I want as an actor and as an artist and and from this town, you know, it it drains you. Yeah, absolutely. and you think don't you deserve something? But you don't. Yeah. This this town, this industry owes you nothing. Yeah. And even coming off a show for five years, you are reminded of that. Yeah. And that's why, you know, whatever comes next will be right for me. It's weird. Yeah. I stress out about my startup valuation investments and my art, you know, valuations and the stock market movements, but the acting stuff. I never stress out. It'll come, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they when they scrap lines or they take my character in another direction. Just I don't happy know. to be there. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I'm just happy like, to be that's yeah, well put. That's yeah. probably why I'm at such peace with that. <laughs> yeah, you're like Thank you, like, Fruit. <laughs> yeah, I was for like finishing the thought. trying to fill this in for you here. Right. Um well that's awesome. That's a good place to be at. Thanks, dude. Um Oh, I had a, such a good question. I just forgot it. What uh oh I am not even close to remembering it. Um <clears throat> So what was the was the last ship when you got the, well, actually, let's kind of break down really quick. What is it like um, trying out for that role that first before that first season for that pilot? Right. What was that like? Are you kind of just? Uh, I've never been in a room. Most people that are listening to this have never been in a room applying for the last ship. Right. Do you, think you call it applying? Is that what it's called? You would say auditioning. Audition. Audition. Uh, of course. Yeah. Obviously. No, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Honestly, I, I, yeah. I've been surrounded by actors my entire life. That anyone who's not an actor in the industry, yeah. it's like meeting a superhero. To me. So yeah, I love that you like... call it applying. <laughs> um, I remember getting the script. There's just two small scenes. Okay. And if you go back to season one, you'll watch it. If you're bringing your girlfriend okay. back into the fold of it. Yeah, sure, sure, um, sure. The first scene. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I can't remember the first scene, but I'll remember the second. I'll tell you why. Yeah. It was about me on the back of the ship talking about my mother. Yeah. And... I was like, okay, I'm going to fill in the pieces here mm -hmm. of this character. I'm an only child. I'm from Iowa, and I lost my dad. Okay. Perfect, uh, because I had lost my father in real life three years prior, so okay. it was still pretty fresh. Yeah. So I just put all the emotion in the scene. I went to, um, I think the audition was at Warner Brothers. I went in, and uh, I met with the casting director, and she mm -hmm. just taped me. Yeah. She, and I had a whole head of hair, so I didn't look probably how they wanted yeah. me to look at that time. And we did both takes. She's like, okay, great. Yeah. And I felt good. Yeah. And I didn't hear for two weeks. So I was like, well, I didn't get it. What a weird, what a weird industry. Like, so weird. You're just like, so weird. Like, dude. that's what's so crazy about life is like, if she hadn't called you, who knows? Maybe you would, maybe you'd still be like, just trying to find something. And the fact that that phone rang or right. that email came in and now you're where you're at now. Like, oh, that's, it's so crazy. It's so randomized, brother. And I'm, you know, because I'm so built in my investments during the off time from acting, mm -hmm. my, my fiance always reminds me. She goes, where would you be? And listen, yeah. could be further ahead than the last you ship. Could be if, killing it. Yeah. Or, yeah. and 
more likely <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be coming off a show for five years. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. goes, remind yourself mm-hmm. of where you are and where the show has gotten you. So very lucky. That's Can incredible. I take a time out and pee really quick? Dude, <laughs> Dude I drink so much water. <laughs> thing, oh my man. god, I was like, Can I wait for a second? I wonder if we'll get mad. No. We're gonna take a break and uh, grab a moment here to thank our sponsor, Snorkel. Uh, you ever swim in and think, hey, I'd love to see a little bit better and occasionally just inhale a ton of water? Snorkel. All right, we're back. Bro, I don't think I've had to be that long. And I've been trying to overhydrate myself all the time. Yeah, I, I've been I've been working. Cause I drink a lot of water, but I'm trying to drink like more water and right. I, I feel like you can never well technically you can get to a point where you can drink you, too, much water, too much water but i feel like uh i feel like i'm at a point where i definitely could start drinking more water so i'm trying to trying to get on that train you know one of my brother's friends worked on the new mission impossible That's and i was sick. like just tell me something about tom cruise tell me anything yeah, yeah he's yeah. such a king yeah and the guy said, I've never seen someone intake that much water on a day-to-day basis. Oh, that's crazy. I was like, yeah. all right, so I should drink more water too. Be like Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. No, that's all. No, I mean, honestly, it's, it's what I love about this podcast and kind of related, but like just little things people do, I've been picking out like this. Right. One guy's like, yeah, um, the, the Gold's Gym guy was like, right. I, every day I make myself do something uncomfortable. Like I just, that's I just awesome. try and like, so basically what he's doing, he's, he's like 750 days in a row he's worked out. Because he, cause he owns all these gyms and he was just like, <clears throat> my gym members have to go with uncomfortable schedules and uncomfortable situations in order to get their workout in. Right. And like he's so well organized, like he, can, he just works out three days a week, does his own thing. And he's like, what would it be like if I put my body through a workout every day? Like what would that be like for my schedule? How would I do that? So he basically put himself in this uncomfortable situation or whether he's traveling around the world, wherever he's doing, he works out for an hour a day no matter what and hasn't, hasn't missed a day. And I was like, I love that. Wow. Like, I feel like such a puss all the time. I'm like, I don't feel like working out. I'm like, just put yourself in that uncomfortable situation. You know? Right. I, don't know. I love that. So good for him. Yeah. I like that. Do something that makes you feel uncomfortable every day. It's good. And then the next person I interviewed said the same shit. They were like, dude, like, I just make your body like, like I always like to do bench and like all that barbell stuff. You know, and he's right. like, just put your body in like a situation it's not used to being, and that's what working out is, and that's what life is. I feel like you right. know, just growing. If you do the same shit every single day. You grow like obviously like you as your your role as an actor like you're trying to be a comedian and you end up being a Navy SEAL it's like that right. might not have been the most comfortable fit for you but like right. you made it work and you excelled in it so right I think that's awesome. it's, it definitely made me a better actor going absolutely. in a different way absolutely yeah that's interesting absolutely I like that there you go man there you, like learned, you learned something today yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I learned newest things today um <clears throat> so uh oh I was gonna ask you oh so um this guy was I was talking to the other day I was. Actually, this was from another podcast. Um, he was talking about how like he might not never want to. He might not never. He might never want to be an actor. Just he'll never want to be an actor because he feels like um, when you act, like you have to submerse yourself in the role, and it sometimes can mess with you mentally. Like you might th- like not think you're that person, but like maybe your daily life. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, does that happen I do. to you at all? Like, do it's kind of like that? in a way. It's kind of like what happened to Heath Ledger when he was preparing yeah. for the Joker. You're obviously not doing like a crazy role, right? Like, you're, you're like kind of similar to what your life is. Like, yeah. Like. Um. No. Maybe it's because most of the roles I've played haven't been too in, in, intensely deep. Yeah, yeah. Um. There's depth, but I think that there's a difference between, you know, getting deep and 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 depth. You know, when you rewatch season one. It's episode nine, I think. Trials when they inject me with the disease, and I'm okay. I'm in that you know area with the five or six other actors and actresses. That I went into a sort of a zone okay. for a week before. Yeah. Um. But it never, it never impacted my day to day life. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. No, I, I'll so never let that. So it's easy to snap out of that. Yeah, like I can. To... I can snap out. Um. I've done some pretty crazy improv stuff in, mm-hmm. in private acting lessons where it's taken me a couple hours to get out of it, yeah. but it'll never bleed into the next day. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. No. Okay, yeah. That's method acting, but I know when to shut it down. Gotcha, okay, very cool. I feel like that is part of acting, like you know you're acting. Well, you know, yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. If someone gets too... Listen, you know, the Daniel Day-Lewis's of the world, I respect it because they do great work, yeah. but... For the sanity of everybody around you, especially your your close family yeah. and your spouse, you know you need to be able to come home and yeah. 
and you know be a normal human being okay. be a familiar human being to them so no okay. I, I, I myself would never have yeah. an issue with that I mean listen if I have to play some really deep intense role yeah. could it bleed into my day to day life maybe um, I would just need to make sure that the people around me are aware but I would never yeah. let it affect other people gotcha okay. never um, so we'll, we'll wrap up with a couple, two more questions cool. here. Uh, so what is your two-year goal? Like it's better than a one-year. It's kind of a little more out the horizon. It's not ridiculous like a five-year. So 2021. 2021. To find fulfillment. Nice. And you know what? A year ago, I was so obsessed with, with power, success, fame, money, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just coming off a show. I felt like things, you know, yeah, it, it, they were on a good trajectory. And this past year, I read a lot of books. I mean, as you can see, most of them are finance books. But I went yeah. through thirty-four books. It's awesome. And I most of them were finance, but there were, there were a couple just on, on finding meaning, and <clears throat> you know, the returns in the market and off the investments are great, and you know, being an actor is great, but. If I'm going, <clears throat> if I'm going to get returns in the stock market, and get higher valuations for the startup companies I'm invested in, or the art I hang on my walls, I want it to be, so that it can provide, my fiance and I, and potentially kids down the line, financial freedom to do what we want. Okay. If I'm going to, select. A role, I want it to be because it fulfills me as an artist, okay. not because. Someone's gonna pay me more money to buy a nice flashy car. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not gonna do those things for now, I want to find a happy life with my soon-to-be wife. Yeah. Maybe too deep. <laughs> that was good. That's good. Um, That's good. That's but I'm I'm trying kinda, not to be. Kind of got quiet. Every yeah, time. I did. <laughs> I was like, is that what he was looking for? No, no that uh, was good. That was good. I was I was into it. Yeah. You know, I, I was very cocky and arrogant when the show first started, and Jocko Sims kind of humbled me. Um, what a cool f-ing name. Yeah, and he's just as cool of a dude, yeah. I can promise you that. But he just said, you know, be gracious, because this could be the, the brightest your star shines for a bet, and that's okay. And yeah. so I took it all with a grain of salt. I love yeah. it. And don't get me wrong, at the age of 30, I got to spend a year reading books, investing in art, and mm. investing in the market. Yeah. As if I'm some 65-year-old retiree. Yeah. So I've been extremely lucky, but I also realize that investments, and especially Hollywood, mm-hmm. isn't going to give you some type of validation. Yeah. Especially Hollywood. And so I, I've started to look for happiness, especially outside of this industry. Absolutely. And, you know, Paige is a big part of that. And my brothers and, and my, my overall family is a big part of that. So in 2021, I just hope that, you know, I obviously hope that my investments, you know, in two years have, have <laughs> yeah. proved to be lucrative. But I hope that I'm, I'm working as an actor, but in something that makes me happy. Absolutely. You yeah. know, the last ship was great, but it didn't always make me happy. Yeah. It took care of me financially, but not always, you know, fulfilling me as an actor. So I hope the, the investments are something that I can grow in. And the acting can, you know, become an even stronger career, but a role that I can really be proud of. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, in two years, you know, I can give the woman of my dreams the, the wedding of her dreams. There I you suppose. go. There you go. Love it, man. And what's the one thing you want to leave listeners with? Um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to have entrepreneur listeners. I don't know if we're going to have actors. I don't know who we're going to have. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, but uh, just kind of anyone listening, whether they're an actor or not, what's the one piece of advice you can give people? Um, whether they're pursuing a career or just trying to better themselves? There's a good twofold. And I'll tell you the first one, and this is such a typical finance guy response, but save your money. Save your money for a rainy day. I know a lot of people and a lot of actors I know, they just spend, 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 and then Mm -hmm. they get themselves in a knot. And when they get themselves in a knot, they're forced to do something just for financial gain that doesn't fulfill them. Mm -hmm. Which leads me into my main ending point. And I usually tend to and all of my interviews with this. Yeah. There's a quote, and I forget where it can, where it comes from, but it goes like this: "Keep true to the dreams of thy youth." Ooh. And I like to I like that, that with that, you know, because even even coming off this, I've yeah. had people ask me, "Do you want to go into finance?" Yeah. We can give you a six-figure salary right now. 
Yeah. And you can go into finance and don't you love that? Don't you love that? But I got to remember as a kid making, you know, home videos with my mom's camcorder with my brothers. Yeah. And doing a Michael Bay show. You yeah, know, man. I got to remember, even though it can, it can sometimes be tough, I want to be an entertainer. I want to be a performer. I want to make people feel. And that's what I've set out to do. So I got to remember as a kid, you know, you're doing it. Yeah. Don't, don't think it's normal what you do because mm. it's not. Be grateful. And mm. even though it might, might get really difficult at times because yeah. you're older, you want to have a family, you want to get a house, you need yeah. that financial gain. You understood the path, you know, you decided on. And so remember as a kid, this is what you wanted to do and you get to do it, even though there may be some slow times in between. Love it, man. Thanks, man. Love it. Love Thanks, it, love man. it, love it. That was great. All right, and pray to God. Seriously, thank you all so much for listening. I couldn't be happier with how the podcast has gone so far. I've met some incredible people through this process, had some great interviews, and I just want to thank you for listening. Honestly, um, if you could leave a great review, that'd be awesome. If you could subscribe, that'd be even better. You know, we, we want you uh, listening in every single week. We're going to have episodes every single Monday and Wednesday. I already have a giant episode bank so that no matter what happens, something is always getting published. And, uh, you know, if you want to leave a comment, just let me know what you want to see in the podcast. If you want me to interview different people, ask different questions, maybe have a different theme. I, don't, I really don't know. I'm kind of new to this. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day. We strive.